Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Delaney. So what? Welcome along to this. It is the Ripley's Odyssey. We're still, uh, can I say balls deep? Is that appropriate? I'm not sure. What? In, you think it might be a bit politically incorrect in these times? I'm not, I don't know anymore. I suppose the um, the listeners will let us know, won't they? Because um, they, they're very fond of telling us if we do something they don't like. Um, anyway, it's what about when we took a break over Christmas, and as soon as the Christmas break was over, there was people tweeting going, "Where's the fucking podcast?" Yeah, like well, what? What's going on? Yeah, you're like, uh, "Fuck off!" We'll do it when we want. Yeah, we're not entitled to some time off. To rest um, our minds, and, unless you're IFS, in which case, fair enough, you've paid your money. Yeah, you get your IFS episodes right. That's two episodes a week, exclusively mm-hmm. to you, with no ads. But if you're just some normal canter off the street expecting your free content, canter Joe off the street expecting free content, fuck off. Yeah, well said. Anyway, that's gone off at a tangent. Um, it's the it's the Ripley's Odyssey. This is an IFS episode, so this goes yeah, out so to I all apologize. the superior. So all of you listeners, uh, you know, uh, the privileged <clears throat> people listening to this, then I'm just slagging off other people. You just just ignore everything I'm no, saying. You can, you're entitled to slag them off, and so the so the IFS cunters. Yeah, and if you even are more so, yeah. a non-IFS cunter that's listening to this nine months from now, mm. well, you know, it's your own fault. Or what about an IFS, what about a non-IFS who uses someone else's IFS to listen? Or goes round to an IFS house. Oh, can I come round Wednesday and listen to your uh, Ripley's deep dive? Because I'm not paying for <laughs> IFS, but I know you've got it. Well, there's a way around that. We could make it with Patreon that there's only one listen per subscriber per <laughs> podcast yeah so listen carefully because it'll, yeah. it'll automatically self-destruct yeah it'll after melt you listen to it and then the only way you can listen to it with your fucking mates your stingy mates is to put it either on hands-free or <laughs> split a pair of headphones one headphone each like a married couple on an airplane which is, is going to detract from your experience because we record this in stereo for a reason <laughs> I think we've, yeah, we have, we've got sidetracked there, I think. Um, I see sli- this podcast as more of a sort of an audio soundscape than yeah. anything. It's more about the audio experience, <clears throat> and I really encourage people to invest in a, a very high-class sound system or the very, very best professional studio-quality headphones mm. and to listen to it in a darkened room, lying down, if possible, with no distractions to your senses, it, because what we hope is that this takes you on a meditative journey. To me, it's a little bit like jazz, and it's you know when they yeah. say in jazz, it's not about the notes they play; it's about the notes they don't play. Ah, so with exactly us, it's right. a kind of a bit like the things we don't say, and it's about mm. you know 
kind of reveling in the silences in between the bits when we're talking. That's where you get the yeah. full effect. Like, like this bit. Yeah, just like that bit. Yeah. Just like that. That that best bit of the show. Mm. Shall we do this Ripley's thing? Yeah. Right, I've got the random page generator. Yeah. I've just released blob. it from the blob, just released it from the cage. Um, it's just it's sitting at me foot, just quivering, ready to spew out a number. Here it comes. 182. And this is the bit that we should really edit out when we're trying to find the page, but I generally don't. There. Oh! 182 is delivered. Yeah. It is We've delivered. Hit a fucking big payload here. <laughs> oh! And the uh, page title simply says Woeful Whiskers. And we're looking at Valentine Tapley, who, when he died in 1910, had not shaved for 50 years and he had a beard that was 12 and a half feet long. The mad Look cunt. At that. Fucking ridiculous. It's down. It's, uh, I mean, these days, in this day and age, you do see a lot of beards out and about. Yeah. But nothing quite like this. What I admire in Valentine Tapley, aside from his name, which is a fucking awesome a, name. <laughs> superb, isn't it? If I could change my name to anything, I think it would be Valentine. What, or, Valentine Delaney? Yeah. <laughs> Don't you think that sounds awesome? It's, I wish I'd called my kids, right. one I'd, of my kids that. I'd go the full hog and go Valentine Tapley. What? You'd call yourself Valentine Tapley? Yeah. You'd change both names. It's a tribute, yeah. yeah. Well, Valentine Tapley is a fucking sensational name. And what he's done is he's grown it just... He's not... Everything nowadays is about fucking beard grooming. In Mm. fact, little uh, story I'll tell you is that most years in January, I consider for about two days growing a light beard. Right. I don't mean one of these big hipster beards, but... Because I am very bald now on top. In mm. fact, the other day, for the first time, I actually razor shaved my head. Right. I put shaving foam on my head and, and shaved it like right to the scalp. What do you usually do? Is it usually a, um, a I use clippers on a, zero, on a zero. Yeah. But what that doesn't do is there's still tiny, tiny bits of hair. Yeah. So this is when you go full slap head. All yeah. the hair comes off, right? The, yeah. I did it the other day feel good and then I thought well now I really have got a potato head <laughs> so maybe I should at- grow a bit of stubble right so contrast. there's at least yeah contrast and sort of lend some <laughs> semblance of definition to an aging face that is increasingly just not dissimilar to that blob you have that generates page yeah. numbers and kind of kind of also to say look I could grow hair if I chose to I just grow yes. it on my face and not on my head I- I just think it's conventional and tedious to grow it on one's head. That's why I've come up with the very original idea of growing chin facial hair. <laughs> so anyway, I, thought, me. I thought I might do it. Um, I thought I'll see what it looks like. But every year it's the same. The reason I start is because over Christmas and New Year, I like to let myself go. Mm. You know, like you do on summer holidays. Mm-hmm. I, re- I like to really actively let myself go. Like Valentine Tapley. Yeah, and then it gets to like the beginning of the working year, if you can call it that, and <laughs> uh, and uh, and I think, well, uh, shall I shave? And I think, no, I might fucking leave it. And then it goes on a few days. I think, fuck this, it's gonna get, I'm going to grow a beard. And then I realise that uh, my stubble is very irregular and patchy. Is it? Which doesn't, oh. do, which is not aesthetically pleasing to yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, so, for instance, I don't have much cheek stubble. Right. Maybe I do if I persevere, but I've never persevered beyond two weeks. Right. So I Googled how to grow a beard. Well, fucking hell. 
there is so much out there, right? Because beards are so fashionable of now, they are. right? And the main thing that came out on the old SEO, right, mm. was beard. Are you ready? For, you might know about this, right? I hope you do because if you don't, it's going to be a big shock to you when Hit I me. say it. Hit me with it. Beard implants. What? Massive market in beard implants. No way. Harley Harley Street beard implants. Shit. True. Right? And it's for people, I suppose, people not dissimilar to me who have patchy beards or even worse, those those men who go through life they can never really grow a, mm. a proper stubble. They remain in the bum fluff stage forever. Yeah. Um and these people are like people who are into beards because they think it's fashionable. Right. And there is a roaring trade in Harley Street beard implant so where fucking which surgeries part of, does, does this do they do these on the parts of the face that you can't grow a beard on on the patchy parts as you said yeah or well i didn't go i didn't deep dive into it although perhaps we should do at some point but i got the impression it's either to make it yeah a full beard because growing a full beard for many of us isn't as simple as it seems mm. or just like if you can't be Fucked. I think it's probably for rich posers who yeah. want to cut straight past the scruffy, itchy bit and straight to the bit where you've got a really nice beard like the one Roy Keane had when he was at Ipswich Town. I think. Well, he, he, he has it from he time to time. He has it sporadically. It depends on his mental welfare, I think. It's, it, uh, yeah. The yeah, insanity yeah. beard, whatever they call it. It is, yeah. It's very much a gauge of his mental health. Um, but it, it, when he grows it, I love it. I yeah. think he's got an outstanding beard. And people want a beard like that straight away, don't they? And yeah. so they can't be fucked putting the hard time in. So they go up Harley Street, bung someone a few grand, and they basically sew it into the pores of your skin. And then they walk out onto the street fully bearded. Fully bearded. Wow. It's just like getting a hair transplant. Same deal, but it's on the boat race. So anyway um there's a lot of stuff and there's products galore there's oils there's loads of like really wanky salons you can Mm. go to and get your beard cared for and trimmed there's a million and one youtube videos right and beards have basically become for cunts which is why you can see me today clean shaven i thought fuck this yeah that's what i'm shaving it all off that's what it is because it was it was really big for a while and loads of people had them but now the ones the stragglers that still got them are pretty much the ones that you can identify as deviants and social misfits. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is so a shame. I, if you've but what them. I like about Valentine Tapley mm. is that he grew a beard with absolutely no concern for the beard. It's like it's happened by accident. It's like if someone... Because what it is, is it's straight down. There's been no grooming, no, no, grooming. no trimming. No the moustache bit of it has grown like a walrus right over his mouth, mm-hmm. right? And the chin bit and the cheek bit, it's just grown wild. There's been nothing done to it whatsoever. And in the end, it gets all matted and it goes down as far as his feet. And then it actually lies like a snake on the floor. And it comes to a matted, disgusting rat's tail end. And he's got a look on his face in this old picture yeah. from whenever it was, 1910, right? Um well, that's when he died. Well, it but, yeah, says, it I, says I, I'm guessing he the... died moment, moments after this photo no, was no, taken. No, it says oh. this photograph was taken in 1896, so oh, we had yeah. another 14 years of growth. Oh, yeah, so his beard was even On longer the end of this, than yeah. this by the time he died. But he's looking at the camera yeah. as if to say, yeah, what? Yeah. What's you your fucking some? problem? Yeah. Never seen a beard before, cunts, right? <laughs> or, like this, I think it could be more subtle than that. I think someone's gone, nice beard, mate. And do you know what he said in reply? What beard? <laughs> and they go, the okay, beard on your yeah. face. And he's like, do I don't know. Have I got a beard? I don't know. I, I I've never noticed. I haven't paid attention. Oh, yeah. 
He's just too. He's got too much shit going on in his life. Too much admin, right, to be bothered with the frivolity and indulgence of personal grooming. So a beard has grown over a number of years on his face and right down to the floor. But it's not. It's of no concern to him. No, he doesn't look in the mirror. Of course it's not. The 80, it's, it's the eighteen hundreds, mate. He hasn't got time to look in the mirror. I mean, he's got he, other shit going on. He might wrap it around his neck and use it as a scarf when he goes out in yeah, the cold weather. Maybe. Why not? But, you know, men back then, they were men. They weren't titting about thinking, oh, should it be shorter? Yeah. Should I trim it so a bit at the sides? Should I put some oil in it? Should I put some oil in it? Yeah. He's just thinking, fucking, let's get out and get working. <laughs> I, can't, I haven't even got off. a mirror. I wouldn't even know what a mirror was. I don't even think they've been invented yet. Yeah. When you... Dear listener, have grown your beard for 50 years. Come back and see us, and we'll be impressed. Until then, not interested. Mm. Um, and have you seen the reason why he grew the beard? It says here uh, when Abraham no. Lincoln ran for US president, Valentine Tapley, a Democrat, uh, vowed that if Lincoln was successful, he would never shave again for the rest of his life. Wow. Now, was was um, was Lincoln a Democrat or was he a Republican? I don't know. Has he done this to celebrate? Lincoln's I election. Think he was a, I think he was a Democrat, wasn't or he? Or is he? So he's done this I to think celebrate. It's, to ce- it's a it's a weird celebration. An idea stolen years later by the former Sheffield United striker Alan Cork. Alan Cork, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> who grew a beard? I mean, he was way ahead of his time. He was very much the original hipster, wasn't what he? What was his reason again? Was it an FA He Cup said he thing? wouldn't shave until they were knocked out of the cup. Yeah. And it was Sheffield United. And, and do you remember they, they got all the way to the semi final? That's and right. I think they played Sheffield Wednesday they in did. the semi-final. And Alan Court played up front. And he, he used to play. He was part of the crazy gang before yeah. that, wasn't he? He had played yeah. up front from those proper old-fashioned. And, and he, he a, looked. What, he he grew a, his beard and it was grey. And he was also bald. Yeah. And he looked, it was like a Vic Gosden situation. He was, he was proper granddad. Mm. You don't, just don't get players who look like that anymore. He looked like about not not even exaggerating i would say he looked about 70 in that cup semi final he didn't look like a deviant or a social misfit like i said before he looked like a truly dangerous individual yeah um which a lot or of bearded fellas don't look like a, a dangerous granddad a dangerous kindly, granddad the worst kindly kind. but if you fucked with him or his kin yeah. he would hurt you yeah definitely Alan Cork, dangerous granddad. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's Valentine Tapley, Waffle Whiskers. Um, any other headlines Good. on that page that jump out at you? Well, on the opposite page, there is a um, headline which is Rap- Rapunzel Mom. And what above it looks like an enormous yellowy green turd. Yeah. But let's find out what it actually is. It says Suman Prasad of India was rushed to the hospital, complaining of stomach pains after giving birth. However, Dr. Sue found that she had a massive hairball lodged in her stomach, weighing more than 3.3 pounds, that's 1.5 kilograms. It turns out Prasad was suffering from something called trichotillomonia, or Rapunzel syndrome, (laughs) an an, an extremely rare condition that causes people to compulsively chew on and swallow their what? own hair. Disgusting. The hairball, a.k.a. Uh, a bezier. Does that say? A bezier? Bezor. What? Bezor. <laughs> was successfully removed in a three-hour surgery. Wow. God, can you imagine I mean, the this, fucking surgeon tutting and the, raising his, his eyebrows at this? He's, 
Fucking hell. You haven't a wasted time I should time be on the golf this. course. Yeah. They've, they've eaten fucking one and a half fucking kilos of their own hair, eh? <laughs> they got a hair baby. I can't even just stick it. I could stick a fish hook down the throat and pull it out that way, but it's too big, it won't come out. I'm going to have to cut her open. I see my cat, how it gets hair balls out. <laughs> it squats in this weird position, right? And it starts gagging, in, usually in the kitchen. Or fucking heaven forbid in the front room when you're trying to watch box, right? And it starts going, right? She should have given that a go before she comes here wasting our fucking time. I do that in the surgery before I cut her open. Never mind. Job's a job, isn't it? Yeah, but when I got into it, I thought I'd be saving lives and doing things that were worthwhile, saving all the little kiddies that get sick, you know, out here in India with all sorts, dysentery and that, right? Not fucking this woman. She's brought it on herself. Who goes around eating fucking one and a half ton of air? Jalapeño. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Jalapeño. Now, um, Suman Prasad would have been better off if she'd been more like Ezia Darama from Palestine. Mm. What she's done, if we can see here on page 183, she stuffed three pillows, three, with 67 years worth of clippings of her own hair. Oh. And she started collecting it when she was 15. And whenever she combs it or washes it, she keeps any of the hair that falls out. Um, I assume when she cuts it as well, she keeps the cuttings, but it doesn't say that. And she stuffed three three whole pillows. Imagine that. A life's work. Why the fuck? I mean, I know they've had a tough time out there in Palestine. Yeah. Right, but Jesus Christ, why the fuck would she undertake this kind of mad task? We can't judge her. Maybe it's so weird. They're dealing with it all. Dealing with it. I know um, someone who has in their possession a lock of Mick Jagger's hair. Really? Yeah. How did they take a delivery of that? Well, interesting story. She used to be, in the 60s, Mick Jagger's girlfriend, Ooh. right? She acquired a lock of his hair, <laughs> and now she still has it. And a few years ago, she said to me, I'm thinking of auctioning off. You know, I've got this lock of Mick Jagger's hair. I'm thinking hair. of auctioning off Jagger's hair. What do you reckon? You know, I've got this lock of Mick Jagger's hair. And I must admit, what I thought was, no, I fucking didn't know that, and that's really spooky. <laughs> um, but I said, I just went along with it. I went, yeah. She said, I'm thinking of auctioning it off for charity. And she asked my advice. I don't know. She thought I had some insight to the hair auctioning the game, media. didn't she? Yeah. So I didn't, to be honest, Andy, 
you know sometimes I'm guilty of jumping and getting involved in too many projects without thinking first. Yeah, but this time happened, I yeah. thought I thought to myself, no, don't get involved. <laughs> right, alarm bells, red flag. <laughs> this this could backfire. Right, Look, I don't know many things about. I haven't learnt many lessons my time in the media, but one is never ever get involved in the auctioning of rock stars' hair because it always goes wrong. This could turn legal, and I don't yeah. want it to turn legal. <laughs> it's the last thing I need on my plate. Something <laughs> in two words: small claims court. Oh, yeah, I, the last thing I need is Jagger on me case. <laughs> <laughs> claiming intellectual property rights over his own fucking hair. So has she, st- she still but got the, the hair I, in her possession? I, I believe she's still got it, but... <sighs> I mean, she's a lovely person, but you've got to ask yourself. I never went into the detail, because I've got too much respect for mm. her, of going... I knew she'd, you know, dated Mick Jagger in the old days, but I, I'm, I'm res- you know, obviously I'm fascinated by that, but I'm too respectful to sort of pry too deeply about, about it. sexual positions and stuff like that. I think love people's love lives are their own business yeah. until they offer it up, fine. Yeah. I'm not saying people shouldn't offer it up, but even as Britain's best journalist, even as Britain, Britain's best journalist, I'm not, I'm not someone to start prying and going, so what, what was he like in the yeah. sack and all that? Because that, it's intimate stuff. I actually think, I don't know about you, but I think people, young people these days, talk too openly and freely about sex and treat it too lightly. Yeah. I'm, I mean, as someone who's not really getting any, I haven't right. really got an opinion. But It's a sacred act, is uh, what I'm saying. Yeah. There's one encounters that as well. It's something special <laughs> and sacred, and you shouldn't be flippant about sex. Yeah. Anyway, that's another your, ep- your, episode your, your or seed, another whole podcast. Your seed is sacred. It is. And you should treat it with caution and care. And you shouldn't kiss and tell, should you? No. But, listen, the point is, is she's got this hair, uh. and I've never asked her, but why did you get his hair? Mm. Like, it's all very well. You Fine, you went out with Jagger. Fine, you've got this hair. I've got no reason to believe that you'd lie. I'm going to just assume that it is his hair, and you haven't just got some yeah. hair from a barbershop floor and gone around going, look at that, that's Mick Jagger's. <laughs> Give us a grand friend, it's yours. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing that Jagger was famous at this point. She didn't just yeah. take a lot of his hair when he was a regular no. Joe. She knew he was famous. She, he was very he was very famous, but at some point, I can only imagine she's woken up one morning, he's lying in bed next to her. Fast asleep. Oh, I'm still sleeping. <laughs> mate, mate, that's a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting up for a while. I've got to meet Keith and the lads later to rehearse a new song. I'll do some pop songs. <laughs> Let's spend the night together. Right. Oh, we already have. Um, my voice has gone really not jaggerish there. I don't know who I'm doing there. But <laughs> I think it was Blakey from on the buses. Yeah, I think it, that's who it was. Yeah, Blakey from on the bus. Well, there's a fine line. But anyway. She's woken up one morning, presumably, and he's still asleep. And she's lying there thinking, oh, yeah, it's quite nice going out with Jagger. Yeah, I might... Uh, and he got a lovely head of hair, because his hair would have been quite mm. long and shaggy, wouldn't it? I might uh, might invest a little bit in my future here, snip yeah. a bit off. Never know when that's Truth. coming, Andy. I Maybe mean, I hope that we stay together forever and one day get married and have children. But just in case, I'm going to creep off to the kitchen... Get a pair of scissors, come back, 
bang, treat myself to a little bit of uh, his hair, Yeah. store it away somewhere in a safety deposit box. He'll, yeah. he'll never know. He's got that much of it. He won't notice. Yeah, true. But I've never thought that. I mean, mind you, I've never slept with Mick Jagger. But I've never never a thought that's crossed my mind you, is to steal a lover's a lock of a lover's hair. No, surely if she wants to sell it though, she's going to need like a letter of provenance or something like that, because otherwise it's just a bit of hair in a bag, isn't it? Well, What's it in precisely. a sandwich bag? She'll have to call him up and get him to sign something. Mm. And how will he know? She'll go. Remember when we were going out in the sixties? Yeah. I well, I didn't. T- I didn't tell you this at the time, but one one morning when you were asleep, I cut a lock of your hair off. Oh my god, that's so that's so sinister and creepy. Yeah, well, you know, I had to do what I had to do. Do you know what I mean? I, I didn't know how long the relationship was going to last, did I? Put food on the table. <laughs> yeah, we all did strange things when when we were young. I was probably on acid, wasn't I? Anyway, point is, I need you to sign a letter confirming that it's yours. Well, how do I know? It could just be hair off a barbershop floor. I'm just fucking it, Mick. Fuck Come don't on. Be a cunt. Don't be a cunt about it. <laughs> For old time's sake, just sign the letter. <laughs> I'm going to give the money to charity anyway, you dickhead. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'll have to speak to my lawyers oh, about this. Don't get the lawyers involved, you <laughs> arsehole. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> Forget what the old you, thing. What do you think would, would generate more money at an auction? Uh, the, a lock of hair from Mick Jagger mm. without a letter of provenance or <laughs> yeah. a lock of the moustache from Blakey from On The Buses with uh-huh. a letter of provenance? Ooh. It's got to be Blakey because, like you say, without the letter, mm. you've got it's to be nothing, an absolute mug to buy a fucking bag of hair on the off chance that it might belong yeah. to Mick Jagger. Yeah. got to be an absolute so. mug, haven't it's you? It's got to be Blakey's moustache, hasn't it? Yeah, fucking hell. Right, have we got, before we wrap this up, have we got any more? Um, there's some hair raising facts. There's a sidebar there. Let's see. There's hair raising facts. Uh, in the early 20th century, x rays were used to remove excess body hair in clinics and salons. I don't know how that worked. Mm. There you go. Uh, tiny muscles attached to each and every hair follicle on your skin cause goosebumps. Oh, so every hair follicle has got a little muscle in it. Fancy that. So you've got millions of little muscles upon muscles yeah. in your arm. Yeah, like Popeye. Yeah. Uh, here's an interesting one. Your hair contains mm. traces of gold. <laughs> That's bollocks. bollocks. Absolute bollocks. Fuck off. And, ah, this is, this is interesting. Men with long hair mm. were not allowed to enter Disneyland until the late 1960s. Fucking hell. God, no room for hippies at Disneyland. Um my my uh, in, in my uncle, my uncle Paul has uh he was travelling in South America in uh, I think early 70s mm. and he wasn't allowed in Ecuador, right? Until he cut so he was sort of like a hippie. It was the early was 70s yeah. and he had he had shoulder length hair and he was crossing the border from wherever mm-hmm. and they wouldn't let him in unless he agreed to cut his hair. Wow. And he uh, did. Did they did they say why? Was it because they thought he might be a revolutionary or something like that? I don't know. Um, I can dig like into it. The reason I know this is that my uncle Paul has written an autobiography and self-published it. Right. That's um, one step above the um, self-defenders in court, isn't it? It's a bit like that, <laughs> but I've is got he, to tell is, you. Is he a man of note? Is he a man of notoriety? 
No, I mean, I wouldn't say no one, no average man in the street would know who he was. But what's interesting is, is that obviously it's easy to be cynical and snide when someone writes <laughs> and self-publishes their own autobiography. Yeah, I just did. Uh, yeah, and so did I. When I heard about it, I was like, yeah. and then I sort of flicked through it and sneeringly skimmed some bits and was like, oh, motherfucking bollocks. But then He's over Christmas, I, took, I got a finished copy of it because he gave one to every member of the family. Right. And I had a few spare moments. I thought, I'm going to give this a proper go. And I started reading it uh, with a sneering, cuntish look on my face. Like, oh, let's yeah. see what you got. Huh, Mr. Uncle, you think you're an author, right? I'll be the judge of that. Uh, and I start reading it. Next, next thing I know, right, fucking three hours later, mm. I am balls deep in it. Oof. And I love it. Mm. And I, I sent him a, an email to say, look, I've read your book. And I didn't say the bit where it shows like I was being a bit of a cunt and snip, But I, I, I was disarmed by it because he isn't a man of note in as much as the man in the street mm. wouldn't know of him. But he was very successful in his career. And he was a real legitimate rags to riches story, right? right? And he also, along the way, had loads of uh, amazing adventures, like backpacking in fucking South America in the 60s yeah. and 70s, where it was still pretty wild and no one travelled, right? Mm. And he was from a family where no one fucking ever probably been to France before, right? So what I realised was, was that, you know, everyone's had a, an interesting life. Well, I not haven't. everyone's done those things. But what I, I mean is, is that you don't need to have been Elton John or Kevin Keegan in order to get to your 70s like he is, write it all down, and you read it back, and I'm fucking fascinated. And it's my uncle. Who, you know, it's, I was quite close to this uncle growing up. So you think you know them, mm. but then you read their fucking life story, you think, I didn't fucking know any of this. This is incredible. I, do you think we should do a deep dive of Uncle Paul's book? Uh, it would actually be a brilliant thing to deep dive. <laughs> but um, the later chapters, uh, I mean, I found it all interesting. It's hard to distinguish between things that I find interesting just because he's my uncle. You know what? Do you know what I mean? It, it, I mean, you know, I'll backtrack here. It is a nice thing to do. If you've got a story to tell mm. and if you've got the ability to write, it's a nice yeah. thing to do and leave That's behind true. for your family, isn't it? That's true, yeah. If and you, I think if, that if you're a exactly. boring cunt with a lot of terrible opinions who can't string a sentence together, it's not yeah. so good. What's but, good is is that he doesn't do like if you read like Alan Partridge, the <laughs> memoir of Alan Partridge really like nails the 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 sort of you know tendency that a lot of autobiographies have, hmm. which is to basically use them as a platform to pontificate, right? And that recurring line in Alan Partridge's book is needless to say, I had the last laugh, <laughs> yeah. right? Because actually it's just a platform for them to sort of write what they see as a number of wrongs, right? Yeah. Have bitter fucking outbursts against people who have crossed them through the years and just use it as a way to spout their unacceptable opinions as they hit old age and have got time on their hands, they get increasingly bitter and angry. Yeah. Whereas... And I, I, you know, who knows? I, I was worried that that might be an element of my uncle's book. But it, what he does is he just describes all the shit that he's done in his I, life. I, I think that's how I'll go. Yeah. I'll, I'll go in that direction of the, the And it's the a case of like, it's a case of, oh, you'll go sour and oh, bitter. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, yeah. His one's much more, take it or leave it. This yeah. is what I did. This is what happened. Fucking make your own, own mind up. Take it for the Yeah, exactly. Good so I appreciated him. it like that, yeah. Good. Well, there we are. We probably won't deep dive into that then. But, no, um, it's called. You won't. You can't buy it in the shops, but just <laughs> for lulls, I'll tell you what it's called. Is it not on Amazon? It's, is it not on it's Amazon? It's called 
No, it's not available for sale at all. Oh. It's, I don't think so. It's called An Unqualified Success. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. Because he left school at 15, but then he had a lot of success in his career. See what I'm saying there? Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Fucking unqualified success cunts. You can stick your fucking diplomas right up your ass. Fucking drink it Uh, up. Have a look (laughs) at me now. Right. Well, we'll leave it there then. We've covered two pages of Ripley's. This might not be over yet. And many pages of uh, Paul Delaney's and unqualified success. This might not be over. I'm not sure. Um, thanks for listening we'll be back with a, a new Melchester tomorrow if you're an IFS subscriber fuck knows what'll happen if you're not yeah um, well if you're not you're probably not listening so we can safely say to all of you fuck off yeah fuck off <laughs> <laughs>